Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel, a channel focused on helping you establish a biblical philosophy of life that will empower you to reach your full God-given potential. For more information about our church, visit elevate.life. Enjoy this episode. I'm glad you're here today. If you're new with us, thank you for standing. We do something here as a good tradition. All traditions aren't good. It's like the man who went to his wife and said, why do you always cut the ends off the ham? She said, because my mother did. He went to the mother. He said, why do you always cut the ends off the ham? She said, because my mother did. He finally got to the great-grandmother and said, why do you always cut the ends off the ham? She said, because I never had a pan big enough for it to fit into. So some of our traditions aren't good, but this is a good one. It's a good one because we're making declarations. Come on, y'all. Put your hand over your heart. Let's say it together. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. Why don't you thank God with a hand clap because he's blessed you to do that. Amen. I declare that I'm created in the, well, let's see it. Go to the, go to the next slide, slide for me, please, if you don't mind. That's a good one, though. I can say it again. I declare that 2022 is my year of promise for me, my family, my finances, and my future. Let's put a hand clap on that, too. Amen. I declare that according to 2 Corinthians 1.20, that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. Give me a yes and amen. Come on, yes and amen. Today, I open up my mind to receive the promises of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Now, let's lift up our hands. Say this with me. Come, Holy Spirit. Help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. You just prayed for yourself. Give yourself a big hand. Come on. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for God to speak to you? Thank you, Nelsa in Paris, for watching Pedro, New Jersey, Rama in Oklahoma City. And guess what? I don't know if they've got it loaded yet, but in Grapevine at the Chili's right now, Elevate Life is on in Chili's, in Grapevine. So they got all their football going on. And on Channel 8, Elevate Life is bringing the word right as all the commentators and talking heads are going. So we're excited about that. So we just want you to know that. And uh, so thank you for your support. Thank you for that being a part of our mission because we're going to reach people while they're eating and not even thinking about God. All right? Y'all may be seated. So glad you're here. Thank you for the honor of your presence. Thank you for choosing Elevate Life Church. And thank you for being a part of our tribe. It's an honor today to, uh, to be with you. And so I love the fact that God has given us precious promises. The promises of God are proof of the plans that God has to bless you and prosper you. So Pastor Josh already mentioned 7,487 promises are from God to man. There's over 30,000 promises in the Bible, recorded promises. But just the ones from God to man, to us, 7,487 promises for us to Know the word. And the Bible says that word will become a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. The Bible says that if we'll hide this word in our heart, if we'll learn this word, that we will not sin against God. We won't miss God and miss God's plans to prosper us and plans to bless us if we'll choose to do life God's way rather than our way. Jeremiah 29, 11, if you don't know this scripture, Uh, I encourage you to get to know it because here's what God says about you. This is one of his promises. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He doesn't just say it, he declares it. So what does that speak? Anytime you use a word to declare something, just like we did, we made our declarations, we're speaking to our future. So God declares this. I've got plans to prosper you. Somebody put an amen on that. Not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. This is the kind of God we serve. What is a promise? A promise, and the reason I'm diving into this and we've covered some of this, and I'm gonna get through the part that I've covered before to get to the word that I believe God has for you today. But why are we talking about this? Because it's it's not only the word that God has given us for this year, 
but it is also us understanding the theology of promise. In other words, based on the word of God, ology on the end of any word is the study of or philosophy of. So why would God give us these promises? Because promises are a declaration, an assurance that one will do a particular thing. Not already done, but will do a particular thing and that a particular thing will happen. Promises are grounds for hope, expectation, and the assurance of eventual success. Can I just speak something over your life? You are going to eventually succeed. <laughs> Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. How? According to, the Bible says, the power of God that works in you. You can do it your own way if you want to and you might succeed. But if you'll do it God's way, his promises are you'll eventually succeed. You'll have God's success. And by the way, success and prosperity are biblical words. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. We actually believe that here. Believe it or not, not every, not every church believes that. In fact, let me just pull something up here. Uh, I, uh, I, just, I just saw this. It's shocking because, and I, I want to say this, and I, I don't know how else to say it, but this is according to Christian Post Magazine. Listen to this. The majority of pastors don't believe Christians should tithe. You know why? I'm going to say it. Because the majority of pastors don't have a biblical worldview. That's why. Part of the reason our country is where it is is because we got pastors that are caving to culture, not leading through culture. And so that's part of the problem. Part of the problem. We've got some ministers that are standing up with all due respect, um, Dr. John, that have been teaching this for a long time. And then one very notable pastor stood up recently and said, throw away all my cassettes. That's how long he's been teaching it. Throw away all the books that I've taught on prosperity because I don't believe it anymore. If I got up here and told y'all like, hey, by the way, all the stuff I've been telling y'all I don't believe anymore, I hope you leave and go to another church. If you ever hear me say something that stupid, because that is stupid. What do you mean you've, teach, you've taught something that you don't believe anymore? That must mean that you've been a theoretical teacher. It actually hadn't worked in your life. Let me tell you something about the Word of God. It'll work in your life, but you've got to believe it enough to work it. You've got, you've, you've got to put the Bible. God's the one that said, put me to the test. He said, you robbed me in tithes and offerings and see if I won't open the windows of heaven. Hey, anybody tell you October is open heavens month. Come on. But it's not just going to happen. It's not just going to happen. If you hadn't been putting God first, put him first, put him to the test. If you've been waiting for whatever reason, if you say, I can't afford that, then you can't afford to be blessed. You just got to believe the word all the way. You got to believe it. That's an old church song. You got to believe it all the way. So again, God gives us these promises. 2 Corinthians 1, 20 verse 22 in the Message Bible, here's what it says. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. How powerful is that? In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen. Every time I preach, all I'm doing is putting an exclamation on what God said. I'm just coming to agreement, teaching the word of God. God's yes and our yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us. You know what that means? You can't be a no person. Some of y'all are just no people. And some of y'all know no people. You just, you know, I, I've had this for years in, in airports where, you know, I need something. I need some mercy. Like I need, I need the person behind the counter to help, help a brother out. How many of y'all ever been in that situation? Like I, I need a different seat or, hey, I need you to give me some grace and mercy. I need you to help me on something. And inevitably, they go, no, sorry, we can't do that. So let me, give you, let me give you something you can say if you want to. I'll say, well, let me just ask you a question. Is there somebody that has more authority than you do to make this decision? Well, um, and I'm telling you, 50% of the time, that person will go, well, let's look at this. 
uh, let me see what I can do for you. Because all of a sudden, I've asked a question that's provoked them being a no person. And about 50% of the time, I flip them right there. They become a yes person. Well, you know, you know what? We can do that. We've never done it before, but we can, uh, I, think we can, I think we can do that for you, Mr. Kraft. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You see, some of y'all, you don't realize you've got the yes of Jesus on the inside of you, so don't override it with your mouth by saying no, or no, that's not possible, or no, that can't happen. So again, the Bible says, by his spirit, he has stamped us with his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. Do you know that your life from the day you were born is the beginning of something that God is destined to complete until you take your last breath? Some of y'all think your life doesn't matter that much. You think my kids didn't listen to me. People don't listen to me. You're just living your life, and yet you know in your heart of hearts that between you and God, you have a great relationship with God, but you're not necessarily affirmed by other people. Well, guess what? When you say yes to God's yes, his yes and your yes combined becomes an amen. That settles it. It's happening in Jesus' name. So guess what? It doesn't matter if the people around you are no people. You walk in, they don't see it, but the shirt says, yes, just walk through the door. <laughs> Possibility, just walk through the door. A believer just walked into a room of unbelievers. Wow, positivity just entered the negative zone. Wow. You see, the truth is, you're not, God did not call you to be a thermometer. To see how the room is, see how your marriage is, decide what you do and don't do based on what they do or don't do. You are a freaking thermostat. You're the one that sets the atmosphere. You're the one that makes the changes in whatever sphere you're in. Why? Because maybe it was impossible because man was in the room. But with God, somebody walks in the room with God, all of a sudden now, not only is no thing impossible, but all things become possible because a believer just walked in the room. Somebody give God praise. That's why promises are so important. I believe this stuff all the way. My son Josh and I were talking backstage. I was just loving on him, telling him today, thank you, son, for being my son. Thank you for honoring me the way you honor me. And, and I said, you know, this stuff we teach really works. He goes, I know, Dad, it does work. It does work. This word works if you work the word. This word works if you believe this word and apply this word. A lot of people believe it but then they don't apply it, especially in tough times. All God's promises are written in the form of his word, which is the only authentic revelation of the, of the divine mind and purpose that the world has. 31,173 verses in the Bible, it's behind me, 2,000. 461 verses in Psalms, 915 verses in Proverbs, 7,487 promises. You've heard that one out of every four verses in the Bible refers to a promise from God to us. Y'all need to get into the word. Come on, y'all. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation, God promised this good news a long time ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Four reasons why God gives promises. I, I posted this on my Instagram today. I want the world to know. God gives these precious promises to us. Number one, he wants us to know who he is. So he gives us these promises. When you promise somebody to something, it's way less about them and it's way more about you because you're promising based on who you are, not based on who they are. Secondly, God wants you to know how important you are to him. When I make a promise to somebody, it's because I care about them. I wouldn't really make a promise to him if I didn't care or if I didn't care about my integrity and who I am, saying what I mean, mean what I say, following through with what I say. Thirdly, God gives promises because God wants the best for us. Do you know if you can count five people on one hand that really want the best for you, you're a rich person. 
Because just because you have kids doesn't mean they want the best for you. They want the best for themselves, maybe. Just because you're married doesn't mean that person wants the best for you. It's the truth. But God wants the best for you and wants you to be the beneficiary of all the good things he has in store for you. Somebody put a yes and amen on that. Come on. And then the fourth reason God gives promises is because God wants to be proven in your life so that he can prove himself through your life. Jesus would say it like this in Matthew 5. He says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and not go, wow, James, you're a great guy. No, no, no. Anything good about me is God. They see your good works and they glorify God. They don't glorify you. And so that's, that's what God wants you to understand. He, he gives you promises because he wants you to be the living epistle of his promises. And by the way, you're a promise. Maybe your parents said you were an accident. Maybe you were adopted. Maybe somebody didn't want you. God did. People have all kind of reasons they do what they do, but God's the one decide, to decide who's on the earth. And for such a time as this, he decided for you to be on the earth. And that makes you special, and that makes you important, and that makes you somebody as a son and daughter of the Most High God that brings a part of God to every room you go into that nobody else has except you. And we need you in the room. We need you in the house of God. In the last service, I happened to glance over to my left and I saw CEO Bob. Bob, I heard you're in this service too. Is, are you here, Bob? Somebody tell me Bob was here. Is he still here? I know he had to fly out. But anyway, so I interviewed Bob. Bob came to our church as a, a good Catholic in 2006. Never been in a church like ours. He gets plugged in. He starts serving. He served for a month here and lost his job. Thought, wow, so this is how it works. Hmm. He didn't expect that. But guess what he did? He kept on serving. He stayed connected. He stayed plugged in. He got a job for a new little upstart company. Worked his way up in that company. 16 years later, he's the CEO of the company, has 500 employees, and they did $3.6 billion this last year. Let me ask you a question. Where are you serving? Where are you learning how to lead? That's one of the beautiful things about our church, Elevate Life Church. We are a love-based leadership culture that when you get plugged in here, when you start serving here, God will teach you some things that some of y'all didn't know before. And guess what? It'll open the door through alignments for you to do business with other people, to, to, to make some of the most significant alignments you've ever had in your life. Today, I have the privilege to personally coach Bob. Now, listen, I was doing masterminds way back in 08. He wasn't a part of that. But now he realizes, hey, I need to be a part of that. So I coach him. He's part of our elite mastermind. It's, a, it's amazing what happens in people's lives. And you would think, man, this guy is, is like, he's like living very successful. Guess what you realize when you get really successful and God's hand comes upon you? You realize it's not about you. And just when you thought it's about you, it'll take wings and fly away. Like what happened? That's what the Bible says. If you do it your way and not God's way, then just like you made it big, you'll blow it big because God wants you to do it his way. And by the way, if you do it his way, you'll never lose it. Let me rewind and say that again. If you'll do it his way, you'll never lose it. You can't, you can't live one way and do your business a different way. God will not honor that. And in fact, he will end that. He says, you got to do it all, your marriage, your business, your life, according to my promises, for my promises to be activated in your life. The promises of God reveal that God is a God of promise. So I love this. It's God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He's waiting for somebody who really does believe in his precious promises. He's waiting for somebody that says, God, I want everything that you have for me. He's waiting for you to live up to the promises that he has for you. Luke 12 is one of my favorite scriptures, 32. Don't be afraid and don't be anxious. 
That's what many people struggle with that are trying to do life their way, marriage their way. They look at what's happening in the world. They become anxious. They, they're fearful. He says, don't be afraid and don't be anxious, little, fo- fo- little, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Second Peter 3, 4, God is not slack concerning his promises. If he said it, he's going to do it. Somebody put an amen on that. So what is the theology of promise? Let me jump right to this, and I'm going to go fast. Number one, God is a promise maker slash giver. God's a promise maker. He's a promise giver. 2 Peter 1, verses 2 through 4. May God give you more and more. I want you to watch this. More and more what? By the way, let me stop right here. God wants to give you more and more. Come on, lift up your hands. I receive it. Come on. He says, I want to give you more and more. More of what? Grace. My power to do your life God's way. Now, my friend Darren over here is starting to see that, aren't you, Darren? Darren, I shouldn't tell this story, but I'm going to. So Darren and his wife were a part of our elite couples mastermind. We, we were in Colorado. I wanted to take him to a nice restaurant. Guess where the nice restaurant was? In a casino. We go to this casino. Long story short, afterwards, we walk in the casino. There's hardly anybody there. Would you say there's 20 people there? Maybe 20. I mean, maybe. There's hardly anybody there. We walk over. He's talking. like He knows about such things. And so... He was kind of Dr. John schooling me on how, you know, the slots work. A lot of people play the penny machines, five machines, 25-cent machines, the dollar machines, five-dollar machines. He said, that's not on slots. That's not where you make any money. He said, I, you can always look in it. Now, you know, again, I, I just love being around people who know stuff because I don't know anything about this. He said, now, in all of this place, there's only two machines that are $25 machines. He said, so when a, when a casino says hey, they give 80% return. It ain't on the dollar machines. It ain't on the 50% machines. It's on the penny machines or the 25% slots. He said, this is where it happens. So one of our friends that were there gave me $100. Pastoral transparency moment. I put it in, pulled it, bam. I won first pull. Long story short, he was sitting right next to me at the other $25 machine. He goes, Pastor, would you mind just saying a prayer? I said, I sure will. You know why? Because of the wealth of the wicked stored up for the righteous. I stretched my hands towards that slot. I prayed. He pulled it. How much came out, Darren? $16,000. Anybody want to go to Oklahoma this afternoon? Hey. We'll walk in there and they say, who are all those people? Elevate Life Church. It's about to go big, baby. Anyway, (laughs) hey, judge me if you want to. There's a church right down the corner that just celebrated Pride Month, if that's a better church for you. But anyway, Jesus, help us. God. Okay, so anyway, they come. The people come out. They didn't have smiles on their face. They're just passing out the money to my friend Darren. He gets 10000 He got it. Then they count out 6000 He turns to me and says, thank you, Pastor, and hands me $6,000. <sighs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Pastor John, wouldn't that be amazing if every time we prayed, this, whoa, wow, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't care if it's a casino or somebody gets healed or whatever, but isn't it great that somebody would have a heart of gratitude in any situation to bless. And guess what? He's become a man very quickly that God has put his hand on like never before. And he's blessed in his marriage and he's blessed in his business and he's blessed in his life. It's amazing. Go win some more. No, it doesn't. But, but watch this. Put that scripture back up there. I want you to see this. God wants to give you more. I want you to receive this of what? Grace. It's his power to do things his way. God wants to give you that power. Everybody say, I'll take it. Come on. And peace. Peace there in the Greek is arene. It's spelled in English E-I-R apostrophe E-N-E. Here's what it means. It means wholeness and wellness that leads to prosperity. So here's what God wants to give you. His more and more of his power to do things his way so that you have wholeness and wellness to prosper in your life. Come on, y'all. And then the scripture goes on to say, as you, now here's the responsibility part, as you grow 
in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Next verse. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and his excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us, everybody say that's me, great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you or empower you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. You know what'll mess up your marriage? Your desires. You know what'll mess up your life? Your desires. Rather than understanding, God wants you to desire what he wants. Now watch this. Then as you learn and get to know him and you grow in your knowledge of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, you delight yourself in the Lord and he gives you the desires of your heart. So it's very powerful. But the purpose, the, the purpose of the precious, everybody say precious promises of God is so that we can become a partaker of his divine nature, which means God, we can have God-like characteristics that become our own. Here's some of those characteristics. Take a look at it. Good, gentle, righteousness, merciful, forgiving, long-suffering, patient, joyful, peaceful, self Do you see any of those you need? That's the divine nature of God, that you have the power, watch this, the power of God to do things God's way, and wholeness and wellness that leads to prosperity. That, let me say it a different way. Functionality, a functional family, a functional marriage, a functional business, actually that is an energy producing, not an energy demanding person or business. And because God wants you to understand, he's given you these precious promises so that you can partake in his divine nature that will override your nature. It will override your nature. Peaceful, self-controlled, faithful, kind, honest, generosity, and above all, loving. God says, I'm giving you these promises not just to bless your life financially, although that's a part of it, but I've given you these precious promises so that you can Share in my divine nature. And if you'll share in my divine nature, watch this, you won't ever need a miracle because you'll be a miracle worker. You'll be a miracle worker. So, so for instance, uh, I had a business deal recently that didn't go well. And it was actually with someone that I had led to the Lord. And so I bypassed some of my, Dr. John, some of my normal protocols in doing business with people and just, you know, establishing um, uh, an estimate, looking at that estimate, going over that estimate, deciding, going through everything. And so it, it involved a significant amount of money. And so again, because I had led this person to the Lord, and because I really did like him, he's a younger guy, but I really did like him, I thought, you know what, he, he's going to do me right. And I just, I just thought that. He'll do me right. It ended up being three times what the industry would pay, and three times what was beyond normal. And when I talked to him about it, he said, here was his response. Well, that's on you. And here's, here's my response. You're exactly right. It is on me. And so I paid him what he, what he asked, but here's what he don't, didn't, doesn't know that he lost, any future business with me. Here's what he do, doesn't know he lost, my voice in his life. That's, that's, that's more valuable to me than anything because I know what I've got. I know the, what I have in the arsenal that could have helped him along the way. Just having conversations about business, having conversations about life. But watch this. It was a merciful and generous thing on my behalf that I didn't fight him about. And sometimes, here's the thing. I'm not saying you should never take something to litigation or you should never have attorneys. I think it's smart in the world that we live in. But here's what I'm telling you. Be a person as much as in you to operate in the divine nature of Christ and give people mercy. As much as you can, give them mercy because God knows what you're doing. God knows what you're doing. And the truth is, because we really didn't even have a real contract, I didn't even have to pay him one cent. 
So I could have come back and said, now I'm going to teach you something about business. So anyway, I'm, I'm sharing that with you because that's real with me. Like, I want the divine nature of Christ. And so when something really is on you, like you partly caused it, or maybe you caused it, for whatever reason, your intentions may even be good, but you allowed it to happen, then just eat the crow. Because guess what? I decided a long time ago, I'm 6'6", 265 pounds, but regardless of my physical stature, I've decided in every situation, I'm going to be the bigger person in the room. If it's going to be fixed, I'm going to fix it. And some of you hadn't decided that because you're still a victim from what somebody did to you in your past. And you don't think you can fix things because you're still living hurt. Let me tell you what you can fix. You can fix that. And you can understand God wants to give you more and more, watch this, of his grace, his power to do it his way. It's supernatural. It's not just your ability, but it's his super that comes into your natural. But watch this. But then also wants to bring wholeness and wellness to you so that you can prosper. People that are unhealthy, watch this. They can make a lot of money, but they'll never prosper. You see, money is not prosperity. Wholeness and well-being and being healthy is prosperity. Money is just something that is evidence of that. But the world goes for the money. They don't care about the wholeness and the well-being. God says, I want to give you more and more. Watch this. It's in this order. Power to do your marriage, to do your family, to do your job, to, to, to do your business my way. But also peace. Not, oh, no. A well-being, a wholeness as a person that is able to prosper and to make things happen. I want to be that kind of person. How about you? That's what I want to be. So God is a promise maker. He's a promise maker slash giver. Secondly, God is a promise keeper and revealer. One of my favorite passages of scripture of all time, and you'll understand it when I get through it, but Genesis 12. God speaks to a man named Abram. He says, listen, I want you to get out of your country. There's a paradigm in every country. There's a culture in every country. He says, I want you to leave the paradigm of the country. I want you to leave the culture, the attitudes, the behaviors, and the beliefs of that country. But don't just leave your country. I want you to leave your relatives, your family of origin, those paradigms that you grew up around that you don't even realize that are holding you back. He says, I want you to get out of your country. I want you to be willing to lead your family. And he said, I'm going to take you to a land which I will show you. Let me change a word here. I'm going to take you to a dream that I'll show you. I'm going to take you to a future that I have planned for you. But you have to be willing to deal with what's on you that's caused you to be in whatever box that you're in that gives you the paradigm of your life. So here's what he says, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you abundantly. I will make your name great, exalted, and distinguished, and you shall be a blessing. You'll be a source of great good for others. I just want to ask y'all a question. Is there anybody here that just wants to be a source of great good for others? Amen? Uh, you know, uh, we recently moved on to some land. Pastor Sheila and I now live in a barn. I mean, I never, it's like, it was, it, that was not my dream, but my dream was to have some land where all of our kids could build houses and we would spend the rest of our lives together. So now we live in a barn so the big dream can happen. But in this barn and with this, this new property I have, I had to get me a, a tractor. <laughs> well, I've never even driven a tractor, but I have a friend who's grown up on a tractor, Rob Vilhauer. So he showed me the right kind of tractor to get and... And so I got the tractor, and then you know what else he did for me? He said, listen, I'm going to make sure that you always have diesel for your tractor. So he had this diesel tank made for me on a trailer so I could go fill it up, and my tractor would never. That's something, you got to understand something. That's somebody that's a promise from God to me. That's a little thing, but it's a big thing that says, I'm going to show you what you need in this season of your life. And oh, by the way, I'm going to help make sure that happens for you. That's what God was saying to Abraham. Watch this. So my friend Rod is a modern day Abraham, not just to me, but to everybody that knows him. Why? Why is that? Because he says, I will bless you 
and do good for you for the benefit of you, but also the benefit of others. You will be a source of great good for others. I will bless you. I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those who curse you, who dishonor you. That's why if you ever get on that side of it, just know, listen, if you ever, when you came to our church, nobody interviewed you and said, why did you come? So if you ever leave our tribe, don't feel like you've got to tell a bunch of people your reason for leaving and be dishonorable. Listen, we didn't ask you why we came and we don't care why you leave. We just want you when you're here to grow and develop and be the beneficiary of everything that God has for you. Now, if you decide to leave and be dishonorable, know that if I hear about that somehow through Facebook or whatever, even though I'm not even on Facebook. Pastor Sheila, she's precious. Y'all gotta know, if she's commenting on your Facebook, that's what she does. I'll go, what are you doing on your phone? She goes, you know, there's some of the people in our church I just love to comment on. I go, that's good. I'm glad you do that. I don't, anyway, I won't even get into why I don't like Facebook and don't like certain things like that who decide what you can say and what you don't say. This is America! Say whatever you want to say. It might be good. It might be. We're, we're in America. Don't tell me. Anyway, okay. Anyway, so. Come on, y'all. But, but anyway, just don't be a person that brings dishonor on yourself by dishonoring other people. Just do what you feel like you need to do. Go, go your own way. But don't be a dishonorable person. If you leave your job, don't dishonor, even though they may have dishonored you. We don't honor people because they deserve it. We honor people because we're honorable. So God speaks this over Abraham, and he says, I'm going to, in all the families of the earth, I'm going to bless them because of you. He was 75 years old when this happened. Here's the bottom line. God is a promise keeper, and God's a promise revealer. 25 years later, finally, the promise starts to come to pass. How long does it take you to quit? Well, I feel like I've got this promise. I feel like God wants this, but man, it's been so long, three months. 25 years, it didn't come to pass, but he kept being faithful. That's a word for somebody here today. God is not just a promise maker and giver. He's a promise keeper and revealer. Somebody put an amen on that. Here's the third thing. As children of God, we are promise receivers and we're beneficiaries. Let me, let me tie in Genesis 12 to you and I today. Galatians 3, verse 6 through 9 and 13 through 14. In the same way that Abraham believed God and it was counted for him as righteousness by his faith, the real children of Abraham then are those who put their faith in God. That's us. What's more, the scriptures looked forward to this time when God would make the Gentiles right in his sight because of their faith. And God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago and said, all the nations will be blessed through you. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing that Abraham received. Come on. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse of our wrongdoing, for it is written in scriptures, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed us with the same blessing that he blessed Abraham with so that we who are believers might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Somebody put a hand clap on that. So whatever gifts you receive in your life are a picture of the gifts you are to give through your life. Wow. Wow. Whatever God does for you, he wants you to do for other people. That's when you become the promise for somebody else. Well, I want to close with this. How do you receive the promises of God? One last thing. I'm just going to tell you one thing. How do you receive the promises of God? If there's 7,487 of them, there's a lot of things I could tell you, but I'm just going to tell you one today. Stop making your issues more important than God's promises. <laughs> That's how you receive the promise. 
yeah, but I got this thing. I was abused. I was, I, I, I was this and I was this and I have all these problems. And, and you receive the promises of God, watch this, or unblock the promises of God in your life by stop making your issues more important than God's promises. So listen to this. I wrote this for myself. I hope it helps you. You can either allow the problem to minimize God or allow God to minimize your problem. Come on, our God is a big God. I said our God is a big God. Don't let your issues minimize what God can do. Don't let your small-mindedness minimize God expanding your mind. Welcome to Elevate Life Church, where when you elevate your thinking, you elevate your life. So I want to close today by showing you this. I saw this many years ago. The video's not good, but it's just a great word before we're dismissed today. Watch this. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlisle referred me. Oh, yes. Uh, still being uh, buried alive in a box. Yes. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Should I lay down? Oh, no, no, no. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Just, just have a seat. And uh, let, let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I, um, I charge $5 for the, for the first five minutes. And, and then absolutely nothing after that. How, how, how does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can I can almost guarantee you that that our session won't last the full uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow. Okay. And uh, and I I don't make change. All right. <laughs> and go. <laughs> go. Well, tell what? me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. <laughs> I just, I start thinking about being buried alive, and I begin to panic. Has, has, has anyone ever, ever tried to, to bury you alive in a box? No. No, but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. All right. Well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm... Uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, we find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here, you're there. Stop it! <laughs> It? Yes, S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So, I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you... you, you you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. <laughs> yes. Then stop it! I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since no, childhood. No, no, no. No, we, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good go. Well, it's only been... It's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, three dollars. Well, I, I only have a five, so. Well, I, I don't, I don't make change. Then I, I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you would you like to address? <clears throat> uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it. <laughs> 
I, I'm compelled to. My mom used to call me. No, 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 no. No, we, we don't go there. But I've been having this dream. No, we don't go there either. But my horoscope did say... We definitely don't go there. Just, <laughs> just stop it. What, what, what else? Well, I have self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it! <laughs> you you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. <laughs> don't be such a big baby. I wash my hands a lot. That's all right. I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs out there. Uh -huh. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it! <laughs> how, how are you going to get around? Get in the car and drive, you, you kook! Stop it! You stop it! You stop it! <sighs> what's, what's the problem, Catherine? You're just telling me to stop it. And, and, you, and you, don't, you don't like that? No, I don't. So you think we're, we're moving too fast, is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me, uh, let me uh, give you ten words that I, I think will uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you, want, you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right, here are the ten words. Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box! <laughs> Come on, church! Come on! Sometimes we're making our issues bigger than God's promises, and God is saying, Stop it! Stop it! Yeah, but God, everything before or but doesn't matter. And I just want to tell you something. God is big enough that if you'll even submit your hardest and harshest issue to him, his promises will override anything that's from your past. Quit making your issues more important than the promises of God. Well, I hope you receive that today. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, today we can act on your word and we can start what we need to start and stop what we need to stop because you're wanting to give us more and more grace. That's more and more power to do things your way. You're wanting to give us more and more peace and that is well-being and wholeness in the midst of a world that is not doing well, in the midst of a world that is not whole because they don't know the truth. Jesus, you said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So Father, I just release that spirit of freedom in this house today. And Lord, that you can do more in five seconds than we can make happen in five years. Here's how we're gonna end today. Y'all listen to me very carefully. I'm gonna do a countdown from five, four, three, two, one. And in the name of Jesus, in the next five seconds, I want you to submit whatever issue is, whatever problem you've got right now, whatever circumstance that you find yourself in, whatever hurt that you have, to make a decision in five seconds. To say, God, I'm gonna release that. I'm gonna give that to you. Take control of my life. And by the time I get to one, let's shout to God. Let's clap to God. Let's believe that his promises this year, 2022, are going to happen. And in this month of October, that there will be an open heaven over your life, over your marriage, over your family, over your business, over your finances. Come on. So I'm going to do the countdown and I'm going to ask you when I get to one, stand on your feet, put your hands together and believe with all the faith that you have that God will do what he says that he's going to do. Now listen, futurists tell us that the future happens every five seconds. So what does that tell us? We've got the present right now, but in the next five seconds, I'm in the future. So when I start this countdown, we're transitioning out of what's been present and stuff in the past, and God's going to do something by his Holy Spirit that's going to accelerate his promises coming to pass for your life that according to Romans 1, he spoke a long time ago 
But today, it's coming into your sphere in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Count with me. Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, stand on your feet. Let's clap unto God. Let's believe. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, church. God, we stand and we believe. God, we believe for your promises. We submit our issues, our hang-ups, our habits, our hurts. God, we give them to you and we receive your promise. Come on, y'all. I want to encourage you not to miss a week of this promise series. We're in a flow right now, and guess what? God's promises are going to be revealed, and you're going to receive them on a level like never before. Would you agree with me on that? God's given us this word. Let's live the word. Let's believe the word. Before we're dismissed, just bow your heads all across this place just real quick. If you're you're here and you say, Keith, part of my problem, part of my circumstance, part of my situation is I just know I'm not right with God. And there's a promise that if you'll confess your sins, that God's faithful to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's a promise that God has for you that with your mouth confession is made, with your heart you believe unto righteousness. You say, what does that mean? That means that God does a work in your heart and then you have to work on beginning to renew and change your mind. But God's going to do a work in your heart, which is the most important thing right now. And if you say, I'm not right with God and I want to get right with God, nobody's looking around right this second. I just want to pray for you before we're dismissed. But if that's you, on three, slip up your hand. One, two, three. Anybody here? Just raise up your hand. Yes, I see it. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, I see your hands. Anybody else? Would everybody just pray this prayer with me out loud? Let's pray this together. Just You don't have to say it loudly, but just pray it out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for your truth that sets me free. Thank you for Jesus, your son that you gave for me. And now, Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I give you my past, my present, in my future. And from this day forward, with your help, God, I'm going to live in the promises of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give all those people a big hand that prayed that prayer? Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of our latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. That way, you know when a new episode has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, visit elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.